Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For this episode, I bring you The Falcon, episode titled The Case of the Deadly Dame, originally aired April 6, 1952, where some low ideas on high finance may lead to a killing. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. Hello? Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Maggie. I'm glad you called. Now, you'll have to count me out tonight, Angel. I'm all jammed up. Mm-hmm. Some girl I know has low ideas on high finance, and she's come up with one now where she may make a killing. Once again, the National Broadcasting Company brings you the transcribed adventures of the Falcon, dedicated to private investigators everywhere. Those hard-hitting detectives who, like Mike Waring, risk their lives to aid law enforcement agencies. So join him now when the Falcon solves The Case of the Deadly Dame. It's late afternoon in New York, and in the booth at Chico's, a young man named Johnny Fremont nervously toys with his drink while waiting for his light of love. And then when she appears, it's obvious the light annoys her. There you are. Rita. I'm surprised you showed up, Johnny. I didn't think you'd have the nerve. What are you talking about? I was just shopping at Lawson's. They told me Miss Rita Devlin's charge account has been closed. Oh, well, uh, I I can explain that, honey. You'd better. Would you like a drink? Later. You sure? Chico makes a martini that... stalling, Johnny. Well, it's, it's like this, Rita. Things haven't been breaking so hot for Steve and myself lately. What do you mean, things haven't been breaking so hot? Well, this oil deal we were supposed to handle didn't pan out. But things will pick up. We're working on a proposition now well, it that... it was goes... nice knowing you, darling. Where are you going? Home and pack. No, you can't. Can't I? Well, watch. No, I won't let you go. Get your hands off me. Darling, darling, listen to me. What for? I did that once, and what did it get me? I left my husband because of you and your promises. Well, if this is the way you're keeping... You've got to give me a little time, just till this deal gels. Okay, when it does, give me a ring. No, I won't let you go. I couldn't live without you. That's very touching. I mean it. I'd do anything in the world for you. Anything? You know that. All right, we'll see. Suppose I showed you how to put your hands on $100,000. What would you say to that? I'd say you're out of your mind. How big is that partnership policy you and Steve Morgan carry on each other's lives? A hundred thousand, but... But what? Well, it doesn't become payable unless one of us dies. Well, why not work on it? Suppose Steve had an accident. An accident? Yeah. So he'd be fatally injured. But how could that happen? We could make it happen. If Steve were murdered... Murdered? Shut up, you fool. You want people to hear? I'm sorry. Well, am I right? If anything happened to Steve, that money would go to you. Children, what you're saying. 
I'd be the first one they suspected. Why? Because of the policy. Who else would have a motive to kill him? Suppose it looked like somebody was trying to kill you. And oh, you're you... not making Don't sense. Don't interrupt. If someone made an attempt on your life and Steve got in the way of the bullet, that would leave you in the clear. <laughs> you know, you know you had me worried for a while? What? I didn't know you were joking. Don't be a schmo. I was never more serious in my life. But you must be. Who would want to kill me? Well, I would if you don't start using your head. Why couldn't George be after you? George? My husband. After all, you did take me away from him. He's probably real annoyed. Who would believe it? Everybody, if you set it up right. All you have to do is go on record that George is after you. How could I do that? Oh, there's a million ways. What's wrong with a threatening letter? You show it to Steve and he spreads the word around. And when something happens to Steve, it all adds up. Oh, you're crazy. Okay, I'm crazy. And you certainly don't want me around. No, wait, wait. Make up your mind, Johnny. I'm not going to wait forever. Suppose I promise I'm you... I'm through with promises. Do we or do we not sit down and compose a letter for my husband for you to show to Steve? Listen, Rita... Do we or don't we? All right. That's my baby. Now... Let's go over to my place. Get to work on the typewriter. Who's there? Who's there? It's only me, Johnny. Who'd you expect? Don't ever do that again. Oh, what's the matter, boy? You got the jitters? No, but when I ask who's there, I, I expect an answer. Hey, what's come over you? You're shaking like a leaf. I'm all right. Come on, you can tell your old sidekick. Listen, Johnny, if you're in a jam, I want to help. You're right, Steve. I am in a jam. Huh? My life's been threatened. What? Take a look at this. Dear Mr. Fremont... Although I've never had the pleasure of meeting you, I understand we have one interest in common. I refer, of course, to Rita. Like you, Rita has always had a fatal fascination for me, and I swore if a man ever took her away, he'd pay with his life. Naturally, I'm looking forward to claiming yours. Sorry I missed you in Tijuana. Cordially, George Sales. Who's he? Rita's husband. But I thought her name was Devlin. That's her maiden name. Steve, what am I going to do? You're going to forget it. It's a rib. No, it's from her husband, all right. Who else would know that I met Rita in Tijuana? Oh, it could be any number of people. Name one. All right, even assuming you're right. What makes you think he isn't pulling your leg? Does this look like it? What the devil do you call that? What does it look like? Offhand, I'd say sugar. Well, it's arsenic. Arsenic? Where'd it come from? I ordered some coffee sent up this morning. Yeah? I don't know what possessed me, but... I tasted the sugar first. Then I noticed the metallic flavor. Hey, you're right. You gotta report this to the cops. Oh, no. Rita doesn't want me to. Listen, Johnny. I wouldn't ordinarily say this. Just because we're partners, I figure don't give me a license to butt in your private affairs, but uh, there's an easy way out. How? Get rid of Rita. What? I, I don't want you to take offense, boy, but look, she's no good. Steve, I'm going to surprise you. You're absolutely right. 
Well, then why in heaven's name are you... I hanging... can't help myself. I know it sounds corny, but I couldn't get along without her. Every time she's threatened to leave me, I felt like it was the end of the world. Look, kiddo, you've got to pull yourself together. It's no use. I can't give her up. And you won't go to the police? No. Well, then, I... wait a minute. I got an idea. I got a pal named Mike Warren. Who? Mike Warren. He's a private detective. Is he the one they call the Falcon? Yeah. You're going to have a talk with him. No. Now, don't be a fool, Johnny. It's the only way. But Rita wouldn't want... She don't have to know. Listen, Steve, maybe we're jumping to conclusions. Maybe you were right in the first place. Huh? Maybe it's a rib, like you said. Don't be a fool, boy. That arsenic's no joke. Someone's out to get you. But you don't understand. I understand I... you need protection, and Mike Warren is the one to supply it. Now, quit arguing and get your coat. That's a story, Mike. What do you think Johnny ought to do? Let's see that letter again. Here. When did you receive this, Johnny? Wednesday. Where was it mailed to? Well, can't you see from the envelope it was sent to my hotel? Now, look, You'll have to excuse him, Mike. Naturally, Johnny's upset. He didn't mean nothing, did you, pal? I'm sorry, Waring. You say you received this letter this past Wednesday? Yes. That was April 2nd. Well... Well, how come the letter's postmarked April 5th? Well, I, I I guess I forgot. Come to think of it, it, it was Saturday. Well, that's a funny kind of mistake to make. Well, I've had a lot on my mind. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, what's the matter with you, Mike? You sound like you don't believe him. All I can go by, Steve, is my own experience. I've seen a lot of threatening letters in my time, and it's amazing how few of them are signed. His girlfriend's husband seems to go out of the way to incriminate himself. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Do you notice the signature? What about it? It's typed like the rest of the note. Now, you'll have to admit that's fairly unusual, too. Most men can muster enough strength to pick up a pen. What are you getting at? Well, any one of these things alone might not mean anything, but when you add them all together, you're forced to one conclusion. What? This letter is a phony. You're crazy. And I'll let that pass. Look, Mike, be reasonable. Who would do a thing like that? Oh, well, there are a couple of possibilities. Could be the work of a crank, or then again... Yes? It could be yours. What do you mean? Well, it just occurred to me, Johnny, that uh, you might have typed this note to yourself. Are you calling me a phony? Take it any way you like. Why, you no good... Now, take it Cut easy, it out, fella. Johnny. Let me go. Cut it. Come on, Johnny. Behave yourself. Did you hear what he called me? Yeah, yeah. Now, look, Mike. I think you owe him an apology. I don't see why. Uh, leave us alone, Johnny. No. Go on now, pal. This is between us. You trust me, don't you? Well, yeah. Well, then take off. Okay. I'll meet you at readers later. Fair enough. All right, Mike. What do you got to say for yourself? I thought I said enough already. You realize you call my partner a liar? Oh, what's the matter with you, Steve? Can't you see it yet? If I will get you ten, he mail that letter to himself. Uh, just give me one good reason why a man should do that. Well, that's what bothers me. There isn't one good reason. So? So I'm convinced there must be a dozen bad ones. Let me know if any of them develop. <laughs> That you, Johnny? Yeah. Open up with you. Hiya, doll. I was wondering what happened to you. Give me a drink. What's the matter? I need one, that's all. Oh, what happened? Everything. 
It's all loused up. Oh, you stupid... Honey, it wasn't my fault. I, I did everything the way we planned. I showed the letter in the arsenic to Steve. So? So it developed Steve has a friend who's a private detective. We went over to see him. You did Steve insisted. Now, I suppose if Steve insisted, you'd blow your brains out to oblige him. Rita, you don't understand. There was nothing else I could do. If I was worried about my life, wouldn't I naturally try to protect myself? So we went over to see this Mike Waring. Go on. We weren't there more than a couple of minutes when he spotted the whole thing for a phony. How? He tied me up on the note. Oh, you idiot! Rita, I couldn't help myself. I got rattled. Then there were a couple of other things, and... Well, to make a long story short, I tried to take a poke at Waring, and Steve broke it up. Well, that's just fine. Where's Steve now? Still with Waring, but he's, he's due here any minute. What about this man you hired? What about him? We've got to call him off. If we don't... It must be Steve. What'll I do? Well, the first thing is to pull yourself together. Look at your hands. I can't help it. You bet. Rita. Don't read on me. Can't you be a man for once? Go on, get it. I'm going to powder my nose. Just a second, Steve. Hiya, Mac. This Rita Devlin's apartment? That's right. Yeah, well, I got a little job here. Well, who are you? You might call me an exterminator. Well, will you come back later? Miss Devlin's very busy. Yeah, I'm kind of busy myself. Yes, but you can't do any work while there are people in the apartment. Oh, that's the only time to do it. If you don't mind, I'll get right down to business. Huh? What's the idea of the gun? I told you I was an exterminator. But I, I, I yeah, thought you meant... everybody does. Oh, look, you got this all wrong. You're, you're looking for Steve Morgan. You'll do. But you don't understand. Steve isn't here yet. I'm Johnny Fremont. We were just going to call you. you. You made the trip for nothing. Well, just so won't be a total loss. No! Along about this time of year, we start to see the first signs of spring. Birds are beginning to sing, the first flowers are blooming, and youngsters will be playing out of doors. But there's one sign of spring that warns of danger instead of happiness ahead. Spring also means increased highway traffic, and heavier traffic means more accidents. Yes, that's just as sure as the changing of the seasons. So this is a good time to think about your own safety on the highways. First of all, why not check on your car and make sure it's in safe driving condition? Look at the tires, the windshield wiper, the brakes, the lights, and other safety equipment. But remember, even a car in perfect condition isn't safe unless it's driven carefully. Resolve now not to drive too fast to stay on your own side of the road, to obey traffic laws, and to observe traffic signs and signals. Never drive after drinking. Be alert every moment behind the wheel. Yes, spring is here, so be sure you stay alive to enjoy it. Drive carefully. The life you save may be your own. And now, back to the adventures of the Falcon. Three hours have passed since Johnny Fremont met the friendly exterminator in Rita Devlin's apartment. And now at Mike Waring's. Hello? That you, Mike? Yeah. Steve Morgan. 
Oh, look, Steve, if you're calling about Johnny Fremont... It so happens I am. Did you talk to him? No. Well, when you break him down, you'll find I was right. I wouldn't make book on that. Well, I would. I've got a hundred bucks here. You better hold on to it, or you won't be eaten. Johnny was just murdered. He what? You heard me. Well, then I was wrong. Doesn't seem possible, does it? You tell a guy he's got nothing to worry about. Three hours later, he's pushing up daisies. Where did it happen? Over at his girlfriend's apartment. Rita Devlin's? That's right. Where does she live? At Cherokee Arms. Well, I'm going over to see her. I wouldn't. I know I let you down, but I'd like to make it up to you. And who's going to make it up to Johnny? Oh, listen, I Steve... listened to you once before, Mike. It was kind of expensive. So if you don't mind, I'll hang up now. been a nostalgic mystery radio presentation i hope you enjoyed this episode please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app also there's a nostalgic mystery radio youtube page for your perusal to subscribe to you can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com i hope you have a blessed day or evening and again thank you for listening